I'm at. Welcome to RUF, our last night here together this year. Um, if you're not a senior, we're looking forward to you being back next fall. Juniors, the torch is handed to you in a few minutes. And so um, we're looking forward to getting into summertime soon and coming back this fall. Well, tonight is a special night. Uh, several people have already alluded uh, to it. It's senior night or senior send-off. And the reason we do this is because uh, people have a huge impact on your life, even over short amounts of time. There's a chapter in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 20, where the apostle Paul, uh, there's, a, there's a story about Paul's last night in a town called Ephesus. Uh, he has been there for about two-ish years, not a lot of time, and he hasn't had you know, one long, one-on-one conversation with everyone in the town. He's had... Um, very deep personal encounters with a lot of them, but some of them only know him as being a speaker or a preacher. But on the night that he leaves, they gather all the elders together. That's what Acts chapter 20 recounts. And it says there's not a dry eye in the room as all of these uh, people are in the room together saying goodbye to Paul. And Paul is saying his goodbye. And you ask yourself the question, how can somebody have that big of an impact in about a year and a half or two years? And you're like, well, he's the apostle Paul. But it happens time and time and time again, brief encounters, tremendous impact. How can people make such a huge impact that tonight could be an emotional night, both for some of those people speaking up here, but a lot of the seniors who are sitting out here with stories of their own to tell, and then for many of us who are saying goodbye to them? Well, the way that happens is God shows up, and he works, and he moves, and he blesses, and he gives, and he's faithful. And it doesn't take him long periods of time to use people in our lives. He can do that even in a very intense, short burst. And so we do this not just to kind of drum up emotions and uh, kind of send our seniors off with some pep in their step, but we do this to mark time. Uh, We do this to, uh, in a healthy way, grieve uh, the, the loss of the physical presence of some of our dear friends We do this to celebrate and to remember what God has done. None of you knew any of the people in this room or almost any of the people in this room a few years ago, um, even if you've been here four years. And look at what the Lord has given you. Incarnated blessings, brothers, sisters, friends, confidants, uh, cheerleaders, whatever they are for you. Uh, He's given that to you, and he will bless you in the next place too. But tonight is about remembering, looking back, celebrating, and even with a little grief as we send these friends out. Six or five of these seniors are going to come up and share some stories that kind of represent and speak on behalf of the whole senior class. But if you see a senior tonight, we'll have them come up at the end for a picture. Tell them what they've meant to you. Encourage them. Tell them that even though it's been a short time you've known them, it's been a deep impact they've made. Sarah Futch, I don't know where you are. You're right here on the front and ready to roll. Thank you, Sarah. Hey. Okay. Hello. My name is Sarah, and I'm a senior, obviously. Um, And one thing about me is that I've always had a really hard time taking tests. Um, And the SAT was no different. I took it once, and I did awful. Um, Then I studied really hard, and I took it again, and I somehow managed to do even worse. Um, And that's why it was such a shock to me senior year when um, I found out I was going to UGA. Uh, To this day, I'm kind of unsure how that exactly worked. Um, I, like, slipped through the cracks somehow. Um, And I only applied because my mom made me anyways. Um, 
And at first I was like nervous going to a big university just because I hadn't really considered it. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more sure of myself I became because although I wasn't really that confident in my grades and definitely not confident in my athletic ability, um, one thing that I felt like I was really good at was making friends. All my life I'd never known a stranger and I'd never been shy and I felt like I would do just fine. Um, <laughs> it didn't take me long into my first month of college to realize that the conceptions I had about myself and my social abilities were completely wrong. Um, you guys know the feeling when you're like playing dodgeball or kickball or something and the team captains are picking people and you're just kind of like awkwardly standing there watching like one by one as like everyone gets picked and you're kind of starting to panic like, oh no, it's just me and you're the last one. And you're like on someone's team, but like they don't really want you on the team. They're just like putting you on the team because they're like obligated to. Um, that's kind of how I felt pretty much everywhere I went um, my first semester of freshman year. It was like the harder I tried to make friends, um, the more I felt like I was just the most awkward person on the planet. Um, so about mid-September, um, on a Monday afternoon, after my anthropology class, I was sitting in my dorm um, just looking for something to do. Um, and I started reading this book. Um, I wish I remembered what it was called. I can't. Um, I, I received it for a graduation present. And I remember reading this quote that said, Alone, yet not alone. If thus thrown back upon your soul, alone, all alone in the midnight, do you have a friend that will not fail you then? And I just thought, no, I don't. But Lord, I want that. And I started to pursue it in him. Um, and I can remember praying, um, and I didn't even really know what to say, but God truly honored my desire to know him. Um, and he helped me out a lot when I couldn't find um, the right words to say. Uh, I grew up in an incredible Christian home, and before college, I knew a lot about God, but I wouldn't have been able to say he was my friend. Um, but in the next few months that followed, he, he really became just my absolute best friend. Um, sorry. Okay. So anyway, skip to second semester of my freshman year, and my first class back was a linguistics class, and there was a girl that sat right behind me named Mary Catherine. If you know her, you love her. Um, and we became, like, acquaintances, like, sort of, but, like, not even really. Um, and I ran into her in the MLC one day, and we started talking about, you know, oh, whatever. And she asked me what I was involved in on campus, and I was like, not really anything. And she told me about RUF, and she said, hey, large group is actually tomorrow night. Would you like to come? And it was just such a clear answer to prayer, someone extending an invitation. And I looked at her, and I said, no. And as the words came out of my mouth, it was kind of like I was having this, like, sort of, like, out-of-body experience. And, I, like, half of me is like, what are you doing? Say yes. And the other half of me is like, don't say yes. She just invited you because she feels bad for you because you're a nerd. And so I was, like, like, backtracking but not at the same time. And I was like, well, like, maybe, but also, like, no. like. Ugh. And she just, like, smiled and said, what if I gave you a ride? And I thought, interesting. She's not just inviting me out of, like, habit or duty. Like, she actually wants me to come. So I said yes. And for the next month and a half, MC picked me up in the Payne Hall parking lot and drove me to and from large group each week. Um, and the first week I went, I can remember her introducing me to Amber. And she said, this is my friend, Sarah Futch. Like, it was no big deal, but to me it was a big deal. And I went home that night, and I texted my mom, and I said, you're not going to believe it but I think I might have made a friend. 
So it's really hard to explain what RUF has meant to me. Um, since then, RUF brought me friends that let me play sports with them, even though I'm the least athletic person you could imagine. Um, friends that I've enoed with in below freezing temperatures, and friends that own one ninety second of my PlayStation 2, which is like half of you. Um, through RUF, I built friendships in which talking about God and struggles and doubts um, isn't weird or artificial or forced or dreaded, but anticipated. RUF brought me friends like Madeline, who I can call early on a random Thursday morning when I have the flu, and I'm too sick to drive to the Minute Clinic, and she'll drop everything and rearrange her entire day, not making you feel like a burden at all. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> RUF brought me cr- closer to friends like my roommate, Sarah, who has sacrificed more for me than any other person outside of my family ever has. RUF brought me... Um, Friends that I've forgiven more than I deserve and um, love me when I'm being very unlovable, like if I'm whining because I'm hungry or whining because I ate too much and now I'm full. Um, (laughs) God used people in RUF to help me uncover the gifts he's given me that I couldn't see um, and show me that I really do want to be a teacher when I grow up. Um, Anyway, when I first got asked to speak, I I was like so nervous, first of all. But I'm just really glad I had this opportunity because the act of reflection has just overwhelmed me with gratitude to the Lord and what he's done for me. Um, So if you're here tonight and you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to go home tonight when you get home and go to your room, be alone, slow down, sit still, and come and see what he's done for you. And then thank him with your whole heart. Um, And if you're here tonight and maybe you don't know Jesus as your Savior or maybe you're just not sure, um, please talk to me or talk to Ben Coppedge. He'd be better to talk to than me, honestly. Um, um, And just let us tell you um, of the joy that's within us that can so freely be yours. Um, Okay. How's everyone doing? It's an honor to be here and talking to you guys. This is super fun. So this is my last night playing music, so I'm hopefully not going to cry. It's going to be fine. Everything is fine. Um, For those of you that don't know me, I'm Ryan Maynard. If you haven't met me, just because I'm graduating soon doesn't mean you can't introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to get to know you. I remember my freshman year um, looking up on senior night and thinking, wow, I sure got a lot of time before I'm going to be up there. And turns out it's actually not that much time at all. It's uh, gone a lot quicker than I would have liked. Um, but um, it's been a wonderful few years. Uh, that brings me to the fact that I've been at RUF since freshman year. Actually, a little bit before. I started coming to RUF in high school because I'm weird. Um, but um, in fact, um, I, I really grew up in the church. I'm, I'm your classic church kid. So um, I grew up in a wonderful Christian home. I have wonderful parents, wonderful siblings. My brother plays on stage. He's great. And a wonderful wife, all of whom are Christians. So I have really grown up in the church. And there really hasn't been a moment where I can't remember um, not believing in Jesus and really being a, a, a genuine Christian, I believe. Um, but the, the, my constant struggle and a kind of a theme in my life as a Christian in my walk has been um, a difficulty feeling the weight and the emotion behind um, the sacrifice that has been given to me as a Christian, what Jesus did, and the weightiness of my sin. Um, The theme of my life, I would describe myself as um, a boring Christian sometimes to some of you. You may have heard me say that before because, again, I've had that story where 
I grew up in, the, in a Christian home and Christian church, like you, you know, RUF all four years. Um, but I still um, am, am aloof to the wonders that are held in the gospel. Um, and it's not because I haven't seen those wonders either. I've been given so many things. There's been so many miracles that have happened to me that I am so grateful for that are um, were way out of my hands. And it's, I've seen miracles in my own life almost more times than I could count. I'd love to talk to you about that too. Some of you know some of those stories. So what I wanted to do tonight is pretend that I'm talking to freshman Ryan, and um, I wanted to, um, to give some tips about um, what it's been like um, growing spiritually throughout college, what RUF has taught me as I've kind of been dealing with, wrestling with this spiritual aloofness. So my first tip would be, um, it's important for you to have a relationship with Jesus. Now that seems super easy and like super like no-brainer. But one of the most ridiculous things I found myself doing in my spiritual walk is sometimes feeling like my prayers aren't being answered or that I'm like, disconnected to God. During these times, I've often found myself not praying, which is just the weirdest, most ridiculous thing ever. It's like if I were to go to Rebecca and be like, wow, I really don't feel connected to my wife. Maybe I should just not talk to her right now. That'll fix everything. <laughs> Another thing I would say is just because you may feel like God isn't at work doesn't mean he is not. During really stressful times in my school, I often felt very alone. Um, It certainly didn't feel like God was actively doing anything in my life. Um, It was hard for me to see how God was working in my life when I never took time to quiet myself. Um, Even though I really, really enjoy alone time and being by myself, I found that in college I rarely took time to sit and be silent and meditate on the things that God has done in my life and was doing. Another tip would be that uh, not every lesson that you hear on Wednesday night or Sunday has to directly apply to you for it to be meaningful for you. So I did this weird thing for a a good bit of college. I feel like this one's really ridiculous as well. I remember listening to messages on Wednesday and Sunday, and um, they would be like, the preacher would be talking, um, and I'd be like, well, that doesn't really apply to me, so none of this message applies to me at all, so I'd kind of tune out. Um, And that's really disappointing because I missed out on a few really um, really important messages, I feel like. Um, and I feel that um, just because something doesn't directly apply to you, just because the Bible verse even doesn't feel like it directly applies to you, doesn't mean that there's not something to be learned from it and wisdom to be gained. Finally, I wanted to share some ways that RUF has really helped me grow as a Christian that I'm super thankful for, and these are like distinct ways that I've been conscious of my time here. First of all, I feel like my time here has really helped me learn a little bit more about what it means to really worship. So I'm really, really thankful for Arya for that. I've learned that worship is in everything that we do. It's not just um, the few minutes that we spend singing on Wednesdays or Sundays or uh, banging on some drums on Wednesdays or Sundays as well. Um, I feel that worship is, I've learned that worship is an excellent way for us to confess, adore, thank, and ask things of our wonderful God. And it's been a wonderful way for me to kind of try to grow the relationship with Jesus that has been um, lacking there. Um, It's an incredible privilege to be able to worship such an awesome and real God. Another thing is RUF has really helped me learn about how to love those who aren't quite like me. So I'm really thankful to Trevor and Madeline, conversation with Ben Coppage and many of you guys, um, about um, learning how to interact with those who I maybe would have had, um, maybe not would have loved so well in high school. Um, In RUF, I'm really thankful for the lessons that I've learned um, being here and the conversations that we've had. Finally, um, I'm really thankful because RUF has given me a place that I knew was home anytime, um, anywhere you guys all were. Um, I'm so thankful for all of you guys and for um, the blessing you guys have been to, for me as I've been here these four years. So I want to summarize and say something really important that I've learned. So I call myself a boring Christian, but that's really impossible. 
Um, the gospel is far more powerful than to allow any Christian's conversion to be anything less than a true miracle. The, one that one, the more that one thinks about this, the easier it will be eventually and slowly, as I'm learning in my case, to recognize the crushing weight of one's sin. The incredible sacrifice was made so that I may go to heaven and join Jesus and the joy that that should bring. I'm so thankful for RUF because it has loved me so well as I've stumbled my way through these years. Thank you all so much for everything. Please don't forget the trajectory that RUF is on and heading towards loving the campus of UGA and reaching those that are different than us. Um, and um, I'm so thankful and continue to be a light to all those that you meet. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Caroline, if you don't know me. And I remember sitting in these seats on senior night a few years back thinking, goodness, I hope they don't ask me to speak when I am a senior. And three years later, here we are. Um, I knew before classes even started freshman year, before orientation or anything, I knew that I wanted to be a part of RUF in college. I um, grew up going to this church, actually, to Redeemer. So I knew about RUF and immediately got plugged in freshman year, which was the best decision I could have made. Um, my best friends are in this room, some of whom I definitely wouldn't have met if it weren't for um, community groups and freshman events. And I've been so encouraged and blessed by meeting one-on-one -on -one with Mackenzie and Madeline and Justin and Ben. Um, so I'm just so grateful for this ministry and community that has so faithfully poured into me the past four years. Um, but beginning college my freshman year, I also had a very clear picture in my head of what I thought my life would look like at this point. Um, and it, it doesn't look anything like that. Um, I thought I would be engaged by now, which if you know me <laughs> is pretty humorous looking back. Um, I also told myself that there was no way I would ever go to grad school like four years and I was done. I was out of here and I'm starting grad school in August. So um, I want to encourage y'all, especially if you're a freshman and you're sitting there thinking, well, by senior year, everything will have fallen into place and I'll be exactly where I want to be. No, it won't have. And you won't be. And that's okay. Just trust me. I promise it's okay. Um, I think it's actually probably the best place you can be to be in a place where everything seems uncertain and you realize you have virtually no control in what happens in your life. And yet you can rest in knowing that God goes before you and that God is for you. Um, that's definitely not to say, though, that I haven't had my share of doubts along the way because I have. Some of you know I um, have worked with a ministry on the Yakima Indian Reservation for the past couple of summers, um, which I actually learned about at summer conference freshman year. So if you aren't signed up for SUCO this summer, you should definitely go next year because it can quite literally change your entire life trajectory. But anyways, while there this summer, a couple of things happened. Um, the first is that I grew incredibly discouraged and overwhelmed by the darkness and the brokenness and the injustice in the lives of the people that I love there. Um, the reservation is a really sad and hopeless place in a lot of ways. Um, and I also honestly questioned and doubted the actual existence of God while there, like if he even exists. I didn't feel close to him. I saw so much darkness and brokenness and hurt around me and I was hurting myself. Um, and when you think about it, it really is pretty wild what we claim to believe as Christians, what we claim as truth. Um, the second thing that happened, though, amidst the loneliness of doubting if God was even there and feeling like a hypocrite for telling these children and teenagers about 
Jesus's love and the hope that he offers when I was doubting it all myself um, was that he showed me this whole other side of himself, this whole other piece um, of him as God, our powerful and masterful creator. Um, He is so much more and so much grander than my small mind can even begin to grasp. And he's more than what my small created image of him was in my head. Um, In the traditional Yakima religion, they believe in one creator and notice and appreciate and honor um, what this creator has made. And while the res is a place of brokenness in a lot of ways, which was really overwhelming, it's also so beautiful at the same time. Like, I wish that you could just see the sunsets that I saw. You can just see them for miles or um, the wild horses or like the sunflowers, whatever it is, just these things that our God has created out of nothing um, that are so beautiful. And so I began to see God and appreciate his power in this whole new light that I really hadn't before. Um, Just not to say that everything is wonderful and perfect now and I'll never doubt again, and I trust him wholeheartedly with my present and my future because that's just so not the case. Um, I, don't, I don't say this to sound dramatic, truly, but I have felt like this whole semester I've just been in a real valley. Um, and there have just been times where I have been crying out to God, literally begging him to give me what I thought would be good for me. Um, And again and again and again, he answered no. And he shut doors that I really thought he wanted me to walk through, that I was expecting him to open so I could walk through them. Um, I've been depressed and angry with God. And even this past week, just trying to prepare for this, I've really felt my heart has been very hardened towards him. Um, And I've prized so many things above him. My dream grad school, I've idolized people and my ideas of what my perfect like life should look like um, over him, over the only one who I know can truly satisfy my heart, rather than coming to him in total and complete surrender and just trusting that his ways are always best, which is easier said than done, I know. Um, but even here, even now in this place right now, I, I do have hope um, because I know that his ways are higher than my own. And I can look back on the past four years of college and see his continual provision for me and how everything has been working for my good. Um, So while I'm afraid of the future and uncertain of what that looks like and still struggling and doubting and questioning, um, I know that he is more powerful than I can imagine. I do. I know that now. Um, And he loves me more than I can understand. And he's walking with me every single step of the way. And he's doing that for all of you, too. Um, so that's really just what I want to leave you with tonight. Um, if you're feeling like everything is going wrong and it's out of your control and not according to your plan and you're depressed or overwhelmed by the darkness and the injustice in this world, I get it. I've been there. I am there now still in a lot of ways. Um, but God is there too. He's there with you in the middle of all of that. And He knows and he wants what is best for you and for your life. And he's working in your waiting and wondering and questioning. Um, He's not afraid of your doubts. He's not. And he won't ever, ever, ever leave your side. Um, So that's just what I want to leave you all with tonight. Um, I'd love to talk to you more if you're struggling in any of the same ways or um, have any questions or just to get to know you if I haven't yet. Um, I want to say thank you all so much for being a part of my life 
the past four years. Um, this has been a place of tremendous growth and fun and friendship and encouragement and a place where I can come and hear real truth during my college years. So thank you all. I'm very grateful and I love all of you. Thanks. Hello, everybody. So I've never used a mic before. I uh, don't really like my own voice too much. <laughs> kind of throws me off. It might take a minute to get used to it. Um, I'm Austin, if you don't know me. It may not really seem like it, but I wasn't always around at RUF. Uh, I first joined at the end of my sophomore year. In fact, uh, for my first and only two large groups that semester, I was sitting in a similar seat to all of you right now. Those weeks marked Justin Clement's final sermon and senior night. Justin Clement, for those who don't know, was our previous minister. Both of those weeks were filled with people crying, and I didn't know why I didn't have a single connection to any of the people speaking. <laughs> uh, in the coming days, I would meet those people, and I would realize why everyone was so attached. You think an experience like that would scare a newcomer off, uh, but I was feeling a strangely powerful connection to this place. Those two weeks would end up being some of the best of my life. As I said, though, I wasn't always around. Tonight, I want to tell you all a story I've never told in full to anyone, my journey through faith. Uh, I want to apologize in advance for people who don't know me too well. This will be a slight change of tone I feel like the only way I can convey the impact RUF has had on me is opening my heart and telling my full story. My journey begins like it does for everyone when I was born. <laughs> I, I grew up going to North Point Church, born and raised suburban Atlanta. My family always made sure I knew about the love of Christ. They were strong believers. When I was old enough to witness his love for myself, I made the decision on my own to get baptized. Because we, we weren't PCA, so I didn't get baptized early on. <laughs> it sounds like a boring story of a Christian kid in a Christian family getting baptized when he was, uh, he was 11. Um, but that was only the beginning of my journey. I did not have much time after my first profession of faith before its strength was tested. My dad was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. As a child, I almost didn't understand the weight of it all. I was afraid, but he had such astounding support throughout all the communities he had fed his soul into over the years that I was given hope. I heard many people's professions stem from the Lord's mercy through medical miracles and recoveries, but this is not one of those stories. Despite all of our hopes and prayers, we would not be blessed with one. He passed away. Ben once said in a sermon that grief launches us to one of the two polar extremes of faith. My dad grew as a man, a father, and a follower of Christ in his time of sickness. But my faith was tested, and I failed. I couldn't justify why God would allow something so horrible to happen to my family. And don't get me wrong, I never stopped believing in God the thoughts I had were worse. I stopped believing in God. I questioned his presence in our lives. I questioned his love for us. 
I warped my faith into the idea that Earth was a cold place outside the realm of his love. I was so wrong, but I would not even begin to realize it until I could deal with my grief. It would take several years to achieve that in full. But I would finally realize through RUF the, the words that would keep me going. The Lord provides. RUF was the key thing that allowed this to happen. I know now that God's guidance is what brought me here. The series of events that not only led me here but captured my heart in this community had to happen the way they did. Sophomore year came with the greatest academic and personal stress of college at Oakham. Um, <laughs> despite all the past work I had made towards dealing with uh, my pain, I was in the depths of my despair. I was lost in the wilderness, to bring up another bit analogy. In my state, it was all I could do to wander alone, not even thinking to seek out the Lord's guidance. My spirit was at its weakest, but it was at this depth that I would see how the Lord provides. I wish I had the hours it would take to explain all the ways the Lord reached me that year, but I don't. I only have five minutes. My experiences inside of church are the important ones that I can talk about. I continued to go to church with my family whenever I visited my mother and uncle. I never stopped believing I was always still a Christian. At one point during the year, the services began to feel different to me. Before, it kind of seemed like I was learning how to be a good person, not a good Christian. But this time, each message felt like it was speaking directly to my heart, saying what I needed to hear at that moment, even though I missed four out of five weeks. One day, after a visit to my uncle's church, my aunt handed me her phone. Someone wanted to speak to me, the, the wife of their pastor. She went out of her way to tell me that I remind her and her husband of Joshua. Uh, they were just starting a series on that book. And they wanted me to read through on my own since I wasn't going to be coming back to that church for a while. For the first time in years, I opened my Bible outside of Sunday service. After months of fulfilling experiences like these, I would come back to Athens grasping for a place to experience the Lord regularly. And I never would figure out what they meant by like, me reminding them of Joshua. I didn't know about RUF at the time, but luckily I still needed to grow as a person before I came here. The Lord gave me comfort in myself. And with that came the confidence and positivity I needed to become me again and get out of the depths I'd fallen into. I would start doing well in my classes again, even enough to swing what was then a failing grade in OCHEM into an A. A long series of events convinced me that it was, this was God guiding me along. It led me to a really good friend of mine who would be the one to tell me about RUF. She never even actually invited me. She was just telling me how it's affected her and how fun the events are and the people. I invited myself here hearing that. And even after Justin's crazy final sermon, 
I knew this is where I belonged. The comfort I was given in myself now had a solid foundation in this community to stay strong. I thought that uh, was what I was being guided towards, but I lacked the personal relationship with God that I see so powerly, powerfully in all of you. What I needed next was to become comfortable in my faith, to fully acknowledge where I was wrong and reestablish my trust in Christ. The first full fall semester I spent in RUF was a time of transition from Justin to Ben, uh, so we lacked central leadership. I used this time to anchor myself in this community and seek guidance through the experience of its members and not its leadership. I met often with Joel, the past male intern, members of the ministry team, to explore my own faith and discover where I was going wrong. And I, I even started up a Bible study with Ryan and Rebecca Maynard, uh, who both of them helped me through my faith, and with guidance from all of their friendships and all the connections I made either in this room or at RUF conferences, I was becoming stronger. I could go on and on telling stories of how all these people, whether here now or since graduated, have affected me, but I don't have that time again. Uh, so I'll speak about only one. The next spring semester, Ben Coppage uh, came to us. And his series on exiles would make me realize I was still in the wilderness. I needed to give up on my escape because it wasn't in my hands. Ben taught me to look to God for the first time in a long time. And last year was the first time in my life that I was able to fully fall back on the love of Jesus to get me through my grief. Not just because of Ben, but all my friends here. Uh, this year, though, was harder. This past February marked 10 years without my dad, almost half my life, and I almost couldn't get through it. I was not alone, but I continuously refused to allow myself to seek comfort in the relationship I had been building with God. This is my confession, not just to you all or myself, but to God. My faith is nothing but weak, and I am tired of failing him. I want to accept him not only as my Lord and Savior, but as my father and friend. And I have all of you to thank for this. To me, RUF is my salvation. And I hope any of you who have gone through similar things can find the same thing. Thank you all. I just, uh, just, just listening to all these different stories, it's just so amazing to me how um, we've all, like, grown up in different places and have had different experiences, but everybody's story is, like, resonating with me in some kind of way. I was making a con connection. Um, so if you don't know me, my name's Ryan. Uh, I'm also a latecomer like Austin. I came at the same time as Ben when Ben showed up uh, last year in spring semester. Uh, and I just want to tell you a little bit of the most important thing that I've realized in the past two years of being a follower of Jesus. And it's 
Uh, that thing is that strength comes uh, through weakness. It seems like a counterintuitive idea, but uh, the kingdom of God um, flips our most basic assumptions about how to live life on their head. And in my experience, a similar reversal has happened with strength and weakness. Um, so during my first few years of college, I was a Christian only by name. Um, I thought about God from time to time, but my heart was primarily focused on trying to construct the most amazing experience of my life possible. Um, I thought it was up to me to figure out um, how my life should be, and I thought I had to obtain my own happiness. Uh, from years of the influence of just TVs and TV and movies and uh, YouTube vlogs and all kinds of stuff, I created an ideal in my head of what I thought an enjoyable life would be and unconsciously was seeking to create this life for myself. Really without much effort or forethought, uh, I quickly found myself going out a lot, uh, drinking in friends' dorms pretty much every weekend, um, smoking weed very regularly. And I just, I was trying to feel, I was trying to find life to the fullest and feel it to the fullest. Um, And that's just happened to be where I I found myself and where I thought I could find it. Uh, So halfway through my sophomore year, I started to realize that I wasn't finding the things that I was actually looking for. I I longed for long-lasting love and ongoing contentment and clear direction and just definitive purpose in life. Uh, But these things were just elusive, and they were nowhere to be found in my life um, from the things that I was doing. All the pleasures uh, in my life were very temporary and just here one moment, gone the next moment, um, leaving me feeling increasingly dissatisfied with life. Um, however, I, I still thought if I was just cooler, smarter, or funnier, had better friends, or lived in a more interesting city, um, life would be better. But as my striving increased, my life, uh, just the life in me slowly began to f- fade further and further away. Um, just times, just in my apartment, smoking weed, just contemplating the moments of uh, just the, I was just, in an existential crisis of just examining life, um, my questions just started to increase, and I, I became trapped in my head, um, trying desperately to figure out why humans were here, what actually were we doing. The, just the strangeness of being a creature on a planet, suspended in space, surrounded by utter darkness, revolving around a, a ball of fire, really just suddenly dawned on me, and it just felt incredibly weird. Um, I just started to wonder, where, where the heck, where are we? What, what is this? What is actually going on? And I, I, felt, I felt, during that time, I felt no different than just like a bug in the Amazon. It just, I, we, I felt like we, fair, we shared the same creaturely existence, um, and it, I just, it just felt strange that I was actually in a universe, um, so, uh, it, everything started to feel like just vanity to me. Human society just seemed like, to me, just seemed like a pointless construct to, to just to occupy our time until we died. Um, just in comparison to the, just the grandeur and complexity of the universe, I just thought what we were doing just seemed incredibly insignificant. It's almost just like looking at an anthill, and if you just scale it up, that's, what, that's just how I felt about human society. It's just, we're just going through the motions, just uh, doing things, but it doesn't actually mean anything. It's just pretty much insignificant. 
So I, I just started to wonder and just um, ask questions like, why even try to be successful if you're just going to eventually die and everyone's going to forget about you in about two weeks? Why be a doctor if right after you save someone, uh, eventually they're still going to die anyways? Uh, it just seemed, just my thoughts were scrambling, not in my heart, but in my head, the logical conclusions of a life without meaning just was really weighing down on me. Um, and I was thinking, why fight for political change if the generation after you can just ruin everything that you've created after you die? It just seems futile. Everything just seemed like a chasing after the wind. It's just pretty much like Ecclesiastes, if you've, if you've ever read the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, I started, I also started to really feel the suffering the weight of the suffering of the world. So I, would, I was just watching a bunch of documentaries and all kinds of stuff, and just, to, just, think, just thinking about Middle Eastern towns and hospitals just being blown to bits by just bombs falling from the sky like rain and just people getting shot, killed in schools and at concerts and um, people in hospitals, living in hospitals, dying of cancer, daily facing the fear of death. It all is becoming just incredibly, just absolutely overwhelming for me. Um, I was angry that I was born into this world of suffering and confusion, of no choice of my own. I didn't have any say in the matter. Um, and I would, at that, really at that point, I would just honestly just rather have not have ever existed. I would prefer to not have to go through this journey of life of just confusion and suffering and would just rather have just never have existed. Um, it's almost just like, cursing the day you were born. Um, and there was just an ever-present just weight inside of me and a cloud surrounding me. My, my soul just felt like it was disintegrating and just falling through my hands like grains of sand. And I was, I was truly, truly, truly reaching the end of myself. Um, the end of my understanding, the end of my reason, reasoning, there was no more questions that I could ask to try to figure out what was actually, what life was about and what was going on. Um, I still, I just still couldn't get over just the complexity of the universe from the macro to the micro. It's truly glorious. So I, I knew there had to be some meaning to the universe, but I just couldn't find it. So I, the only one I knew out to cry out to was the one who created it all. So I was just, God, please help me. Give me understanding. You're the only one who can tell me what this all means, what we're doing here, why, what this, what... Where are you, God? Please show up in my life. Please give me some understanding. I need direction. It's like a baby just reaching out for their parents. Just, uh, I was reaching out for God because I was the only person I, I knew could give me the answers. No other human could give me the answers. Um, and over many months, the Lord responded through people, uh, people that knew him and people that desired to spread his truth and uh, just videos and sermons and all kinds of things. Until so I was convinced that following Jesus was the only direction to go. Um, and it's interesting. When I first came to faith, I thought that once I became a Christian, these, experience, these, these experiences of utter weakness would go away. But they've just continued <laughs> throughout my time of being a, Christian, a follower of Jesus. Um, when I first started truly understanding my slavery to sin, that I just couldn't change on my own. I was stuck. Um, I didn't have the power in and of myself to change, and I needed Jesus to save me. I was once again on my knees in the, in the, in the, the, 
the dead of night and just crying desperately, please, God, respond. Um, as I learn more about Christianity and contemplate a range of theological questions, uh, just taking religion classes, I find myself again on my knees in desperation. Just, Lord, please give me understanding. These, it just seems like contradictory truths. Please help me to reconcile these things. I need you. Please help me. And even, even though these times of weakness feel like the moments when God is most absent, actually, when I reflect back on these experiences, this is where I, where I see God's activity most clearly. Um, those are the moments when I really feel like I encountered the presence of the Lord, that, the, that God was really with me doing something new in my heart. I, I, I actually feel like I, I need these moments when I'm in over my head, when the, the waves are just crushing over me, because then I'm forced to depend on God. I'm forced to call out to God as my only Savior. Um, so the, the, people, the people of God are just the ones who admit that they can't do it, who humbly confess that they don't have the answers, that they need help. The wise don't need a teacher. The, the, the strong don't need a savior. The healthy don't need a doctor. The weak, the sick, the brokenhearted, the needy, those are the people that Jesus came for. Um, so I'm, I'm confident that Jesus is willing to save anybody. And if whoever calls on his name, I believe, will be saved so in the sea of confusion that is life, um, I just, I'm going to continue to trust and believe that God is good, that he is trustworthy, because I have tasted his salvation. When the cords of death were just entangling me and the gravity of life was just pulling me down to the grave, he rescued me, and I really felt that his love was stronger than death. And in the resurrection of Jesus... God's faithfulness, God's redeeming love that is stronger than death, that is stronger than all forces of evil, is seen most clearly. And that's just a clear example that God's love is beyond anything that we can imagine. So uh, just, if nobody's ever told you, I just want you to know that God loves you. He is for you and he is not against you. Let him be your refuge. Uh, let him guide you through the valleys and the dark nights because his steadfast love never fails Rest in the arms of divine protection and divine love. Just say it is well. It is well with your soul. Thank you. Ben said that he was going to post um, freshman from high school picture. Not freshman high school. Freshman from college picture. So I was kind of nervous what was going to be up there. So thankfully it's not up there. Um, I'm going to start this off by telling you I will probably cry. Um, and if you're, if you're in the back and you can't see me, Trevor has already told me that if I start crying, he's going to video and laugh at me. So you can go find him afterwards and either beat him up or, uh, look at me cry. Uh, (laughs) okay. Y'all. So I, I'm just going to be completely honest here. Um, I, I'm, I remember Joel winging this last year and at least have a piece of paper, but, um, it is really hard to stand up here and think, what on earth am I going to say? Because this has not only been two years of me being here, but this is the end of, uh, well, this is, in, this is the end of six years of my life. Um, this is not of my life. <laughs> I'm going to say like 20 things. I said something like that very recently at Freshman Fellowship. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> that's going to, it's going to be a thing. Um, 
anyway, um, realizing that it's the, it's the end of this chapter, um, of this past six years of my life and, um, the past two years here. And, um, you know, all day I've just been thinking about the past two years and what am I going to say? And just being overwhelmed, um, just because of how long this has been, um, part of my life. Um, I was sitting in the chair thinking, I, I think I've been, I guess I've been to over a hundred large groups now. Um, yeah, like did, yeah, six years, uh, summers, did a lot. And, um, yeah, just kind of crazy. Um, and the past, uh, few weeks and especially the past few days, everyone's been asking me, um, how are you feeling? This is the last OUF. Um, okay. Trevor's like, it's your last one. You feel it sad. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and of course, yes, I'm sad, but, um, last week, especially it was hitting me because it was the last time I was listening to a preacher, um, to Ben speak and it hit me that um, that was my last one. And, um, someone asked me after large group, how I was feeling. And, um, just as I was sitting there, I kind of had this thought, which is going to make me cry. But, um, I thought as sad as I am that I'm leaving, um, this part of my life, I'm, I'm really thankful that, um, the one who, um, RUF has pointed me to so faithfully these six years of my life, um, will never leave me and he never changes. And, um, regardless of where I am, um, he will continue to be the same God that's been here and been faithful in these, um, years of my life. And, um, yeah, I'm just, that's just been something I had to cling to. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as I'm shutting off this chapter, I'm just, and thinking about it and sad, I'm, I'm really also incredibly thankful, um, that RUF is just not the end of this all. Um, that at its core, it's shown me what church should look like. We always say that RUF is not the church. It isn't, but, um, it has done a really excellent job of doing what, um, its mission statement says, uh, reaching students and equipping them to serve in the church. Honestly, I can say that's how I feel right now. Um, and, uh, so that's something I'm like holding on to. And as I'm trying not to cry, um, and kind of focusing on that, but, um, but of course I am very sad. Um, and the reason of course I'm sad is because of all, all of y'all. Um, Athens is an awesome town. UJ is a lot of fun, um, but y'all are all the reason that I've fallen in love with this place, and um, you will just have no idea what it means to me that um, <laughs> that um, y'all have allowed me to walk um, through your lives with you, um, that you have opened up uh, of your of, about your stories, that you have um, you have let me walk through the intimate details. You've revealed Christ to me. Ugh, I'm looking at faces. This sucks. Uh, <laughs> just going to look at the back wall. Uh, but that y'all have allowed me um, to see Christ through you. Um, my intern told me, and I've told this story so many times, but when I was a student, um, I think I was a sophomore. I was crying to my intern, uh, per usual. And, um, I was telling her, I just wish that Jesus could just sit with me. I just wish that he could sit across, like, if he could just sit here, I'd feel okay. And she told me, she was like, Madeline, don't you realize that when Christians sit together and we talk together, that is God working through us. And, um, in order to speak, um, for him to use us as a tool. And, um, I have just seen y'all, um, I don't even know if y'all would know this, but I've, I've just seen God at work in y'all to reveal stuff about me and reveal himself to me. And, um, 
yeah, it's just been really sweet. I'm, I'm thankful for, um, yeah, just y'all being so willing, um, to share so much, um, truthfully, I've, I feel like I'm y'all's big sister and I've, I've loved every, I've loved every meeting. Um, I've loved hearing just about everything. I've loved hearing about, um, your, your dating lives, your, you know, walks, you know, everything. Like I, it's just been really fun to like be a part of this, um, in a, in a really fun way, but also in a really sweet and deep way. Um, I'm looking at my piece of paper, but, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, um, one thing I just want to end with is, um, RUF is great. Sorry, y'all. I'm like getting emotional. Um, RUF is so great, um, but RUF is only here because RUF wouldn't be here if we didn't have um, a, a savior to be speaking about, to be sharing uh, his word, sharing the gospel. And I've just seen that God is so, so faithful um, through these, especially these two years. Um, the theme of especially this past year has been what does it look like to walk in um walk in faith and i've had many talks with ben about what does it look like for the future to like walk by faith and um and he has just been really constant to remind me that walking um walking in faith is walking forward and um and trusting god even if you're feel like you're in the fog um to just keep faithfully walking and that he is who he says that he is and um I've just seen that so much through um, all these different aspects of RUF. Um, So coming to UGA and getting placed here very late and being stressed out that, you know, I had, that something was going wrong. Getting placed here and Ben not being here immediately, that was a little stressful. But seeing God's faithfulness in having Joel and Maddie here last, um, last year and his faithfulness in providing people and um, to be friends, but also leaders, um, God's faithfulness in bringing Ben and, um, and just the ways that, um, God has surpassed what I think is good for myself by giving me people to, um, like Ben to speak into my life and, um, and just to teach me how to teach and how to actually do campus ministry. And, um, yeah. And honestly, also like God's faithfulness in bringing me, um, a sweet friend this year, um, Trevor, um, sometimes sweet, sometimes something. Um, (laughs) but I've been really thankful for him and I've grown so much and it's just been really cool. I mean, RUF is how it has been for me because God is so faithful and he is so good and he gives his children such good gifts. And, um, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much, um, this time has meant for me how much I've seen God, um, at work and seen his love for me. And, um, especially coming in as, um, as someone a freshman year who never understood that God loved me, um, as a father, but, um, thought he tolerated me. Um, it's been sweet to see his provision, his love, and also, um, the way that he's done that through y'all. Um, one encouragement for y'all, I love y'all, and um, y'all are some of the most hospitable, welcoming, kind people that I have had the pleasure of interacting with, and I just want to encourage you um, to keep doing what you're doing, um, to keep um, keep meeting people, keep welcoming people, keep reflecting Christ um, through awkward interactions with people. You've done it so well, and um, it's just been 
you know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, it's just been really sweet to see, um, how y'all love it. It truthfully is different. And, um, I know that's only because God is working through y'all. Um, yeah, I don't know how to end this. I love y'all so much. This is great. This is not goodbye forever. Um, I'll see you in eternity. And, uh, <laughs> Um, but I love y'all and y'all truthfully, y'all truthfully mean so much to me. And, um, yeah, anyway, I don't know what to do. So, all right. Uh, go dogs. Bye.